Uh, hi everyone, welcome to the industry and I. This is where Kate and Layla delve into the fashion and beauty industry from a view of the trenches discussing industry politics, experiences, race, opportunities, and much, much more. Um, good morning, Kate. Good afternoon. How hey. are you, Queen? <laughs> I'm good, Queen. I'm surviving in the Panasonic. You know, just hanging on by a thread, the huge. Yeah, I'm. I'm still here. I mean, I'm Gucci. You know, I'm doing well. Like I'm. You know, whenever I wake up and I'm alive, there's food to eat. Um, you know, I got a little money in my bank account. Um, I'm. You know, it's good. Like there's people that don't know what they're gonna eat today yeah that's true we are we are so you know we always we always try to ground down into gratitude because it's hard out here to not have your spirit correct definitely definitely um so kate can you just introduce yourself to the um audience yes hello it's your shorty next door kate ureña um <laughs> <laughs> What can I say about me? I'm a makeup artist based in New York City. Um, I love to laugh and talk shit. This is why me and Layla decided to partner up to bring this to the public because we got tired of doing it in voice notes. So we yes. were like, you know what? Let's bring it to the girls and see what they say. Exactly. And here, and here we are. And here um, we are. Yeah, I'm just well. I haven't I haven't worked this month because you know the controversy I had with an agency here. They wanted to pay me minimum wage for a full day of work, and I was like, absolutely not. Oh. And so they dropped me from all the options they had me on. What a disgrace! Um, which is just like honestly, uh, the usual because mm. you know that the fashion industry thrives on the culture of punishment yes that's it and this is not, you know this is not my first rodeo so it's like I've been doing makeup for a minute um I would say what like four or five years mm. and like it's just something that I'm used to you know agencies kind of being like oh you're not gonna you're gonna ask to get paid you're so gonna you fucking agency so we're gonna punish you yeah like you're gonna advocate for yourself no um so this month has been really chill and work-wise but i feel like a lot of people are doing interesting things or things that are kind of making me um just kind of come up with my own critiques about our industry mm -hmm. have you seen anything that you liked or disliked or wanted to discuss lately um no no not not and not anything in particular what about you Kate I feel like well like this morning I sent you the Virgil yeah thing. um I mean I have my gun <laughs> cocked and loaded for Virgil so I'm just gonna start my um I feel like I'm in an MC battle so let me just drop my bars about him yeah um, let her let her rip let her go I, I know, yeah I feel <laughs> like oh hi I'm Layla Zakaria or Leila Zakaria Hassan, who, however you know me by, and I'm a makeup artist in London. And um, Virgil's, I don't know, is this like his, I don't even, I'm so, 
unmoved by Virgil that I don't even know if this is like his spring summer show or like couture, whatever he's done. Um, he did this, he decided he was going to do um, Black is King. I'm black, 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 black dot com. For you know show. what? The, the gun was cocked and, <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's pointed at him. So. I, I really listen, he got a battering last summer like an actual it was everything from him being a pro-capitalist saying nothing about George Floyd's murder or the aftermath in either support nor condemnment so he he seemed to not have any sort of position on anything and I do understand that me as a black person I don't feel like I had to say anything last summer it was very traumatic but when he did speak out he spoke out about his friends like skate hype beast shop being having his windows cracked in like LA. And um, then there was the whole two Virgils thing. So he really got ripped apart by not only the black community, but just everyone. So, but also, didn't he do that like artwork for Pop Smoke's album? Oh my God. And the girls were like, absolutely. I think that was the last straw, also. Yes, like, the oh girls my God. were like, no. No, I will not, and I cannot. Oh, I mean, honestly, like what about you? See, I try to, I try to bury <laughs> disturbing things and things that I want to forget, but it's flashing into my brain now. That was that you was, said. I removed it from my memory. Yeah. No, but I just feel like this. I mean, we didn't expect him to say anything pro-black. I feel no, like nobody expects thinks this man is anywhere. He's not even like you know. If you have a compass and the north is pro-black and the south is anti-blackness that man is not even one footstep into the north not even one wow um true to be honest and i just feel like it's it's obviously a performance i mean everything is just Mm -hmm. an illusion in our industry it just is um but i just feel like you some things you can do well even if you're just pandering yeah it was pandering that's the word i I forgot the word kate thank you it was a completely it was complete pandering in in that show yeah i just felt like oh wow like i was happy to see um on me there because i'm like okay cute like you know and it yeah i I, I, I am I understand that she's very palatable and mm-hmm. like you know she but I I do love that like there was a, like I feel like Ib Kamara and her like work together frequently mm-hmm. um so it was just like a cute like to see that and then also I think Asmara did the film and the music mm-hmm. she's a, like a genius producer mm-hmm. music person um boy child did the movement like it's it's cute because I, it's a lot of people that have been working for a long time uh, underground yeah. until like they're getting their shine and i but would like all... sorry kate carry on no like for me sometimes it just pe- it feels like so perverse to like take these people and like use them in this way but i'm also like you know what get your bag yeah like i'm not sitting here criticizing any of the black any of the people of color or any of the other creatives involved in the creation of that show and you know they work very hard and they're all very talented people and of course i'm a complete hypocrite if virgil called me up tomorrow i'm sure i would say yes um i'm getting that i need the coin yeah when i have enough coin as in like you know my rise i'm established i'm like you know what okay girls and even now like i'm not gonna shut my mouth and not critique like i'm definitely gonna take your money but i'm also (laughs) gonna say how you know like maybe you made me sign an nda i won't name names but i will (laughs) 
talk about my experience and like what I've seen like of course yeah I do I just feel it was pandering is the world it was pandering and it's just a little too late so that's just my opinion on that whole Virgil Sherrard like he can do what he wants to do like now he's black.com I mean I think actually what I found even more distasteful was like a previous ad campaign with the baby that they darkened and they had the dark-skinned baby with the Louis Vuitton bag that was just to me I I, actually that was offensive to me but anyway that's I feel like I forgot that it's like on the fringes of my mind because I really don't be checking for him but honestly I do follow Kamara on Instagram and I was like oh I love it um but then I was like I immediately scrolled down to see who else was working on that and you know really good people that I actually really like but it's just sometimes it just feels like very again like perverse to me to I don't how do you like exist in this world and not become that you know what I mean because it's like I do feel like I want to get my bag and I I even now like I work with people and for people that I don't necessarily like they don't align with who I am but I'm like whatever it's fucking work but at what point as a creative person or maybe someone with like that sensibility in their soul do you say like no enough like let me step back I know I do I do wonder I do really wonder about that and that whole journey and when you do say like no I'm not yeah it's it's really interesting to me because I I feel like these are all questions that we like continually ask ourselves as we go along this journey in this industry but before I I move on from this or as I move on from this Kate can you tell us a little bit about your background in makeup like how did you start why did you start did you have any early influences and things of that nature oh my god yes um I forget that the people don't know me um why would you why would you want to you know I'm almost like like I do not want to be perceived but I also need to use my voice to like talk some shit and critique some shit that I've been seeing um so yeah I okay so I've talked about this a million fucking times (laughs) hopefully I'll just have it down here and I never have to say it again (laughs) um (laughs) but I've been like dreaming about makeup and like illusions and fantasy and the drama of like getting dressed in a beautiful garment and having your makeup done and like having you know someone direct the movement and like have a set built since I was very young because I used to watch fashion tv on basic cable with um my cousin sometimes I would like bully my cousins into watching letting me watch it or like I would just you know I am grandma's favorite on both (laughs) sides of course um (laughs) so I'd always be like I need to watch this for my soul and I would always kind of get domain over the tv and people were like what the fuck is going on what is this Because, because at this time it was like Pat Galliano at Dior yeah you know remember that fantasy yeah definitely definitely and so I saw that and you know they used to do the backstage interviews back in the day I think they still kind of do interview makeup artists backstage about the Mm. looks but um you know they were doing an interview with her and I saw her and I was like oh my god this is my mother (laughs) yes mother (laughs) 
Well, we shout out to Mother Pat. We, we like can't... she's raised all of us single handedly. Yeah, we're all, oh. her, we're all her children, you know, we're all her sons, I think he says. Like, <laughs> and so I saw that and it was a wrap. I've like, ever since then, you know, like I grew up and started looking for work. And at first, like when I graduated high school, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the makeup designatory. Mm-hmm. And that was a dub because I did not have the money for that. Yeah. So I like was like, okay, you know, me where there's a will, there's a way. So I was like reworking my my plan and I'm like I'm a working class girl let's go get a job yeah so I was like (laughs) I'm like okay I'm you know I've always had a computer so I was always like let me just fucking check online I went and I started googling shit because I'm like I have to you know there has to be Craigslist or whatever so I found like someone interviewing for something at Macy's it was the Estee Lauder counter I submit my, my, they, they were like, write an essay or whatever. I guess I like wrote something and I got a call back like a few days later. Yeah. Like, honestly, every time that I've been like, okay, like we're going to do this and like, it's going to be this way. Just go like, for me, it's like all about going out and getting it or like going out. And I know that's, that's way easier said than done. Like going out and like being around people and bringing what I got to the table and being like this is what I have to offer and then like I guess someone with more power than me would pick it up and like that's how I've been able to move through life and my career just being like okay so this is what I know and this is what I want to do can you help yeah and there are some people that have responded to that very well and I love them and thank them so much so anyway I went into this interview like did my makeup of course I remember the look (laughs) <laughs> like I was your face to the gods, honey. What yo, like I had on like obviously my flawless finished foundation. It must have been like Dream Mat Moose because this was before <laughs> Maybelline baby. This was before, you know, I got into the makeup world. So yeah. I did not have expensive makeup at all. Mm-mm. And like I remember doing a cover girl, they had like a bronzy palette, and yeah. I did a bronzy yeah. smoky which is my signature if I ever wear makeup it's like a coppery brown oh yeah I love it you know moment and so I went like that I had like a camel hair um Ralph Lauren blazer like it was it was giving like empowered young woman I I can see it I I can see it (laughs) in my head you know I stepped into that that character because I was like I need these people to give me this money so I can get on the counter like I need to like be around makeup yeah so yeah I like I got the job because the interview portion I was like I'm very good at interviews or like talking to people Mm. so I got that job and then I got in and I was like oh this is absolutely not it because it's (laughs) all about um (laughs) it's all about like sign people up for Macy's card so 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 about like sales and I was like wait but what about the makeup and skincare yeah which to be honest like I learned so much at the counter like no shade like matching foundation and like skin. skin yes everything um I learned so much so I really appreciate that education that I had at the ca- like I worked at Estee Lauder I worked at like smaller boutiques then I like my last like counter job was at Macy, I mean, not Macy's, Barney's, um, yeah. like, I was a vendor for Aesop, which was no makeup at all, just skincare, and yeah. I don't know how the fuck, oh, I don't, 
wait, how the fuck did I get that job? <laughs> I remember just like someone told me about it and then I was like, you know what? Let me try to get in with Aesop because I this looks fucking cool. Yeah. And I remember walking into the interview with, with a fucking fur coat on. And so if you know, like, you know the aesthetic of Aesop. <laughs> Oh my god. With a fur coat, like a cape and like a leather skirt. (laughs) Hey, um, I'm an artist and I need a job. Um and yeah you got it. Right. So my thing is like the point of this whole thing is like I was like, I don't know anyone who works in fashion, but I feel like if I'm around makeup eventually I will meet someone and it'll lead to Mm -hmm. that and so like while I was working at Macy's like I met someone that like knew someone who also wanted to be like an editorial makeup artist and so they knew like a photographer that they could test with and so then I got like you know it was all about like relationships and moving into Mm -hmm. like these spaces that I was kind of like dreaming of yeah and just like stepping into it and just again always talking about what I wanted to do and like you know this is what I can do like I was always talking about makeup and like everyone who interacted with me knew that I wanted to work in fashion yeah and you know years and years and years and you eventually like move into the things that you want I I I believe in that no definitely and I think just like assisting and that's what I've learned as well is to be more vocal because I feel like I kept a lot of stuff to myself even at the beginning of my career. And I think if I'd vocalized that I, I'm kind of, kind of quite secretive in a way. So I feel mm-hmm. like, and I've learned to not be that way. And I feel like if I had been a bit more open, you know, if it happened for, everything happens for a reason, maybe things maybe would have moved a little bit faster for me. But then, you know, you just never know how life, it's going to work out for you to be honest true and it's like everyone has their journey that really gives context to their work and like how they move through this world so it's like no one can do what Layla does because you know who else had your experience yeah so sometimes I do get like I'm like damn I want to be one of these 25 year olds who's like out here but like that's not my journey and like it's fine I'm not 25 years old (laughs) but like you know what I mean to be young and like have that success and I'm like maybe I just needed like an education in myself and like you know like my university were was life like being out and like interacting with people and like going to parties and falling into different shit like I've just always been like there's so I'm so curious and my curiosity has driven me like all of me to like you know just explore like have every option you know and so like I fell into assisting um I assisted like Isamir French like a few times Mm -hmm. and that kind of like you know was like okay like I can step into something now yeah Yeah. um because it was just like how did you get that by the way Kate I've actually never asked you a a colleague of mine referred me okay okay it was like some some type of fashion week my memory is fucking awful but you know a colleague that I used to be really good friends with Mm. we are not friends anymore but um I remember he had like a show with maybe Peter Phillips yeah 
And then Isa Maya's things sometimes always come in like last minute. I mean, everything in this industry is very last minute, very like rushed, very like, okay, like we couldn't be here yesterday, but we're here today. Like, can you do it? You know? Yeah. So it was one of those things where it was like, oh, I can't do it. Can you take this? Yeah. yeah. Or like he referred me to them and they were like, can she do this? Like they were asking mad questions. It was actually crazy that he revealed to me, especially since like all these people were white women and he's a white passing Latino man. Mm -hmm. And like people discussing like, oh, is this person capable of doing this work with when I think about it, how many like white assistants just like get in no questions asked, don't have to prove. I think you, you know don't realize how racist it is out there um, when you mm-hmm. want to become a makeup artist, especially if you're black um, and or South Asian, um, because we don't really have a very large uh, Latino population in the UK. I can't speak for the experiences, but in the UK, the hierarchy is white and East Asian. And it's very actually deeper than that, because I feel like it's very much an exoticized exoticization of east asian Mm -hmm. people as well because they don't want british east asian people you have to be from asia um so you will notice that you know that so the hierarchy is white and east asian and then all the way at the bottom is black and then south asian for editorial makeup and even commercial we're stuck in the uk we're stuck in bridal and um kind of insta makeup that I'm not here to diss those people that do that makeup. All I'm saying is that that's where we can get in and fit in. But if you want to do anything else, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah, I mean, like the taste level, the fact that I personally, you know, for no reason at all, I'm a snob. Yeah. And like people really like don't think that we have the taste level. I don't know. They don't think we have taste. And I'm like, I don't, do, you know, we live in a 3D world. I'm not going to give you a 2D makeup beat. Like, it's just not, that's not my jig. Yeah. If that's the makeup you do, amazing. But it's like, there's a certain type of story that I want to tell mm-hmm. in my portfolio. And it's like, why do I get so much pushback? Yes. Or yes. why do I have to like be aligned with these very like popular like why is it that like white people have to accept me in mm. order for me to tell my stories or be taken seriously or be respected? Um and so that's something I run into a lot. So that's how I started right. It was like a fashion week as someone referred me it was like my first ever show. It was a Christian Cohen, I think. Yeah, it was. Patty Smith. Is it Patty Smith? Yeah, I think it's Patty Smith, the stylist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she styled it. Laurent did the hair. He was so evil to me. Um, not evil, but just very like, oh, don't speak to me, assistant. How rude. Which is how a lot of which is how a lot of people move through this world. Um, Isamea was like sweet, you know, it was like honestly like um working on a school project with like another you know person that kind of gets you and yeah. it's just like let's just have fun like it was just very like I think at this point it was still like something that she had fun doing mm-hmm. um and so yeah that happened and then I think I went on another couple jobs and that kind of like it's wild to say but it's like 
being like, yeah, I assisted this person got me into other jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think that's fucking terrible. But anyway, <laughs> like just the performance of like being aligned with someone who has clout and people being like, okay, perfect. Um, you can be trusted. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and so, yeah, that was my assisting journey. Um, wait, and then just like, yeah, like just existing, trying to get work, meeting people, doing shoots that I hated, doing shoots where you didn't get your photos back, mm-hmm. doing unpaid shoots, um, being out in the cold, which is still a thing that happens because sometimes yeah. the photographer, creative director is like, actually, we want to shoot outside. Um, it's always in winter as well. Always in winter. Always. But I think it's just because of the schedule of how things are released. Yeah. Like, a lot of things that are going to come out in the spring are shot in the dead of winter. God, I shot like, so many times. I just refuse to do it now, honestly. I just, like, you get to the point where you're like, I'm never, ever shooting outside again. Obviously, if it's, like, a quick in and out. But, like, sometimes they want you to even do the makeup outside. Oh, my God. I can't do makeup outside. I can't. That's a fucking nightmare. It's a nightmare. Um, the elements are not conducive to, like, doing makeup. Also, like, I love how people think that you don't need, like, light. Yeah. To- <laughs> <laughs> and a seat like- and a chair. I don't know. People want you to do makeup. I don't know if they believe that maybe we have some sort of metaphysical, magical powers. And maybe items can just levitate out of our kit. But, like, we do need a table. We do need chairs at least. Like, please, can we at least be some water things? And, and water. We- Oh my god! I could, you know what? I could tell you so many stories. How many times have I been on set or gone to a photographer's house or photographer's studio and forget lunch, forget an orange? <laughs> they don't even give you water, and you're just like, "How were you raised? Were you raised by wolves?" Because this is a disgrace. This is really a disgrace. The um. The dehydration on set is so real. That's why I love when, like, Mr. Paris caters. Or, like, you know, you know, I have my favorite, my list of favorite caters. Yes. Um, I just love, like, a, a high-budget job because there's going to be food. There's oh going to be snacks. And I'm like, that's actually, like, a, a priority for me. No, especially any assistants listening, right? Take the food. Like, Take whatever- the food do not act shy take the food take the food and the 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 drinks the snacks pick them up and put them in your bag surreptitiously throughout the day and then come home keep them or distribute them to your loved ones that is what you must do you must it is your duty listen if you feel shy channel a white male between the ages of 21 and 32 no honestly um they yo <laughs> it's like when i'm on set they're the first those dudes like the fucking they'll be like, like this coffee is disgusting can somebody get me <laughs> this is the by the way this is a photographer's 12th assistant right so i don't even know yeah. who this guy is right and he's right. never taken a photo in his life and who but it's disgusting um can i get like a real coffee from the coffee shop 20 minutes away and production go out and do it absolutely that's what you have to channel like listen the other day i was on set i saw these white dudes like the ones that skateboard on the weekends with the mustache yeah um you know the look and 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 the pants like always fit them cropped like their ankles are out i don't know why they they do that and they roll it up as well of course because they want to show off their 
socks. Um, how would you know it's a Supreme sock if you're not looking at it? Anyway. <laughs> I saw them, like, walking back and forth with bottles of kombucha. And I'm like, I love booch. Where the fuck are you getting that shit from? Yeah. Just like that. You have to, like, catch them, like, be a little aggro. Like, I channel masculinity on set because I'm like, I need you to listen to what I'm saying. Yeah. And um, he was like, oh, they're in the fridge. And it's like, it was like a secret because that little gang wanted to finish all the booch. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm trying to drink like an ex- three expensive drinks. Oh, I want good. coconut water. I want a matcha. Like, you know, you got to be fearless when asking for what you want. Yeah. And listen, go to the, the studios that have those in-house cafes and you're on set. Hi. Oh, I'm, baby. I'm working, I'm working today on the Gucci shoot. Can I get a matcha latte? Because there's a tab for that. There's a tab for that. So with oat milk, that. with oat milk. Thank like, you. I remember doing that, and the other girl being like, "No, I'm just gonna pay for it." I was like, "Girl, you can just pay for it because you're both oh, put it on the tab, sis." Oh my put god! Oh my god! R.I.P. Milk Studios. <sighs> is Milk Studios gone? Yes. It I did is. not even yes. know that. We don't. Have yes. That. I did not know over. that. I, the iconic Milk Studios. That was my favorite cafe. Um, I, I feel like they make the best lattes and um, smoothies at that one or made. And it was just like, wow, running up, you know, I love anything free. Yeah. Um, and just being like, you know, ask for what you want. Sometimes I'm like, does anybody want a matcha? Like, is it matcha time? And I just will take, you know, like, I'm like, Hey girl, what do you want from the cafe? Cause I just love, like, we need to be taken care of. Okay. No, definitely. And I feel as particularly as makeup assistant, sorry to the nail girls, I know you lot have it worse. Um, but as makeup artists and makeup assistants, we're actually the I personally believe we're like the least or one of the least respected on set when our work is actually primarily I don't understand when this balance of power happened where like like for me, I don't take stylists as like higher than me. So sometimes when they talk to me, I'm just looking at them when they're like, Can you just change that? And I just no. Like I don't oh understand. my god! Okay, what? Who, what? I don't understand. Me, you're not a creative. I know a lot of stylists feel you're a creative director, but you're not actually. It's not 1995 anymore, love. Also, that's what I was gonna say, girl. Like I just wanted to unpack why is it that the stylist feels like they're the creative director? Okay, so the hierarchies on set are just out of this world. Out of this world. But it's very important to have the king's ear, like you would say. Yeah. You kind of just have to, because the other girls will power trip, and I'm just, like, not here for it. Like, I'm not. It's, like, I'm just, and I don't know, as a makeup artist as well, because I design my makeup as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Most of us, the thing is, as well, is, like, we've got to hold on, like, I design, we all, even if you just come on set, like, a lot of times it comes out of our head and we pour it onto the model. But that is makeup design, even if the pictures are just in your head. So don't come through and be like, here's the makeup design that I've done for the shoot today. Hold your power, because I do that now, because there will be times when the the stylist and the photographer try to tell me how to do the makeup, and I'm like, I don't do makeup now unless obviously it's paid or whatever but I don't do any kind of collaborations or anything unless I get to have a um input into the makeup because when I don't a stylist and a photographer not makeup artist um they don't know what they're talking about in terms of makeup unless maybe they've done it before and so when I followed when I try to be like agreeable and be like yeah okay and do what they want it's come out trash like I did that what I haven't done that for a long time and I did it 
last year and I don't I didn't even put the shoot up because I knew from when they sent me the mood board that this wasn't going to work and I should have stood my ground and said listen this is the makeup that would suit this model better and here it is and this is the reason why we have to get our power back I feel on set yeah we've let it go yeah I wonder where that started but I feel like doing makeup a lot of the time is people that can't do what you do telling you what to do yeah and it's like brief me and kind of tell me what you want Mm. but know that I'm gonna filter it through my mind yeah and it's gonna be what I'm doing you know the thing that I do that's why I pay for a fucking portfolio every month yeah to like have it up on a website yeah. so you can take a look and decide for yourself if the the work that I do is what you want. Yeah. No. But it's like I don't know like I just feel like taking creative jobs and like yes I will take direction but then to have someone be breathing down your neck is what's the point? Like why wouldn't I just fucking work in an off in a corporate yeah, office? Definitely and it's just I'm just like no no it doesn't work. And I find that, like, for me, I, I don't know. I feel like I've just gotten to a point where it's like, if you don't trust me, then I just can't work with you because it's not really going to, it's just not going to happen. It's just. It just throws everything off. Like, it throws off. It's all about energy. Again. And it's like the vibe is just, you've thrown the whole vibe off. Do you know, that's something else I want to speak about. Like, I hate it when it's fine I work with different people all the time and I love working with different people but when people everybody else on the team seems to have a strange history and you don't really know what's going on and you go on set and the vibes are so off those are the worst ones because I'm like what the hell is going on here like what the hell is going Mm. on I haven't experienced that so much but I like white women have made me cry on set more than once yeah no definitely I I, yeah. I I I I guess that's going to be a further long whole episode about oh yeah the there's abuses. a lot of unpacking that's a, and yeah. the abuses I feel like as you said there's a culture of punishment in the industry there's a lot of abuse it's a clout chasing industry it's hierarchical and I mean I know people listening are going to be like why are you guys in it um but I don't know because we love it like there's nothing what else can I do other than talk about makeup all day fucking long yeah or like thinking like colors and pictures and textures like and, what I there is and, nothing else for me and like people, I know that there's wait carry go no on. carry on no I feel like people don't even understand that there's so much more to makeup it's historical it's about race it's about power it's about the future like I don't know I just oh, can't oh. describe it to you that how, how it's about science it's about the absolutely everything absolutely. and Technique, you guys think innovation technology mm-hmm. and I love the history of makeup like I love absolutely. it absolutely I just there's something to slipping into a different skin yeah and having that empower you or put you in character yeah um and I just feel again it's very simple for me I can't do anything else yeah like I'm not one of those you know there are I guess some people that call themselves artists Mm -hmm. and do not work in their discipline Mm -hmm. do not create anything it's just like, oh, I went to art school, but like I work at a bank yeah. or, you know, in a fucking office. Um, I don't know, whatever you people do, but like, I can't do that. 
Like, I can't wake up and be like, I, okay, like, it would kill me. Like, it would literally kill me. And I know that sounds very high-intensity drama, but, like, seriously, the there, there is nothing else that I could could do. Like, this is just, it's something that, like, flows out of me and this world is just what where I want to exist. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I'm so fucking like loud and like shrieking and kicking and screaming about like the injustices and like unfairness and culture of punishment is because I love it so much. And I would love to see things injected with like a fresh perspective and like all sorts of people, not just like the chosen ones Yes. Um, that are in like a group of five and have nothing new to say and they're fucking everywhere and they're on the cover of this and the cover of that and editing this and shooting that and it's the same fucking shit over and over again and it's always like a white person behind the scenes pulling every string and telling everyone what to do and I'm just completely over it like I want our stories to be told we need our stories to be told and I'd like to say that at least me and Kate still love what we do. I'm telling you, all the top makeup artists, all the top hair, all the top stylists, they hate what they're doing. They don't enjoy it. Like, you... you. It's, it's so wonderful for me. To be honest, even the hard days, I'm just like, I can't... I am so grateful. And I almost am in awe that, like, I get to do what I love. I know. Like, I love it. And you meet them and they hate it. And part of this... The thing is, when you talk about, oh, it's the same five people and stuff, people will classify you as a hater just because you're not doing it but let me tell you this it's not good for them it's not good for the earth and it's not good for the industry because let me just put it like this flying this flying people from coast to coast affects the environment and there's no need to when you see someone being flown from new york to london why do you know how many great makeup artists are in london just as someone being flown from london to new york why do you know how many great makeup artists are in new york and all over the cities of america that you could get someone in cheaper and without the effect on the environment b there are people that are taking flights seven days a week that is going to make you sick no matter who you are and it it impacts on your private life it impacts on your health and that is why a lot of people in this industry are on drugs and um just to cope with the schedule so once you remove that it doesn't mean that the people that you're not going to work anymore if it's more democratic it does this there's you know kate always says there's enough for everyone but i'm kind of like hmm, i don't know i'm suspicious but i'm gonna go with the belief that there's enough for everyone <laughs> to eat so if there is like i just feel like everybody on the other top is unhappy so why can't well you know i'm an optimist you know i'm an optimist so i just have to like i just feel i'm like a conspiracy <laughs> theorist so i'm like <laughs> It's all lies. <laughs> well, you know, um, a lot of agents are crooks. So yes, I, yes, I think yes. that, that's where we see the discrepancy of like the slices of cake not being even. Mm-hmm. Um, but and at the same lazy. Like a lot of producers, shout out to the producers that get me jobs. I love you all. But um, I found that what it is, is that a lot of the people at the top in terms of production they use the same people over and over again because they just can't be bothered to find anyone else. Yeah, you just have to, like, honestly, there's no point in creating if you're not injecting new life and new views and fresh faces into things. Like, what the fuck is that? 
I just don't know. Like, what? Why are the same I'm people not even makeup since 1975. Like... like, I'm literally, I don't. There's, and by the way, I'm not an ageist because I'm an old bird myself. But it's like, <laughs> literally, it's like, oh, I've been doing makeup since 1962, and it's still the, look. Look on the same. Look at Vogue this year, right? Take any any edition, and I'm telling you, it's the same names for the past 20 years. Come at me, email me, and tell me that I'm lying. I'm not. There should be a rotation. Um, there should be apprenticeship. Like I know people take apprenticeships. That's what assisting basically is. But it's like people should also be able to eat and live off of like what you're paying them when they're assisting. Like I feel like once upon a time, like agencies used to take on young talent and like develop show them. them the way. Yeah, develop them, show them the way. Wait, before we get into all of that, how did you get into doing makeup? Oh yes, oh yes, I forget actually I'm a much a human being. Um, no, I'm an apparition. I literally I'm sometimes I'm like, I'm a ghost that doesn't know that she's dead. But um No, no. <laughs> same. I feel <laughs> I feel like I relate to the disembodied like, yes! spirit. I, I think also part of it was that probably assisting for too long that I began to disassociate myself on set so that just spread to everywhere. Like I might even have to. You yeah. kind of have to. It's so Literally, chaotic. I astral project on set. So I find astral projecting. Stay in school. Stay in school. Yes, like, yes, forget about the fucking art. Like, forget it. Um, um, <laughs> okay, I went to uni and I did nothing to do with makeup or beauty. And then after uni, um, I couldn't get a job. So after being addicted to video games, I also began to like oh my god are you a gamer you know i used to... <laughs> this is the first okay pause i don't pay... can i just say she's revealing i don't me. play games because i get addicted i'm a base I, I think deep inside me there's a basement dweller like when i wasn't working i would play grand theft auto from six in the morning break at 12 for lunch and then play until 12 midnight and layla yeah, for like two oh weeks for two weeks at a time like I was running on empty playing Grand Theft Auto and it got bad like my 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 mom was like to my sister like what is she doing up there like I would stay in my room and like only come out to like go to the bathroom have a wash eat but like most of my time was spent playing video games and like I literally had to wean my I had to just stop because I get addicted to video games like I literally I I am a basement dweller so yeah, whilst being addicted to video games and stopping that, I was I I started to buy magazines and look at the makeup and look at the makeup. I love the pivot. I love the pivot. The pivot, right? <laughs> and then I was like, um, we love a multidisciplinary queen. And I decided right. <laughs> I decided that I was going to I started looking at the makeup and I'm like, how do they do that? How do they do that? How do they do that? And then I started thinking, I can do that. And mm -hmm. um, so what happened was, okay, so I'd like to become a makeup artist. And this was just before YouTube popped up. Well, YouTube had, was there, but like people were just beginning to do like makeup tutorials. It, ha it hadn't been monetized the way it is now. It was just people right. sharing information. And um, I remember I found, I forgot about this. I used to be, I used to lurk on a makeup artist board called Yuku or Yuku.org. And the, a lot of the top makeup artists now were on it. And, wow. Uh, yeah. And I, or Roku or something like that. It had the Y and the K, the U in it. And I just stumbled across it. It was a really like basic bulletin board. 
and mm -hmm. they would there they would show their art they would talk a little bit but it was still kind of semi-guarded and there was still a hierarchy there because some of the really talented people post pictures and everybody would say lovely but then when there was someone that was a little bit unknown used to post pictures even though lovely there was like a critique so you could get critique on your images and then people were just talking about how bad the makeup industry was so it kind of stopped me from like doing it but i read a lot and absorbed the information um i began to like google how to become a makeup artist and i knew you had to do something called testing and so I didn't know how to do that. There wasn't Instagram or anything. I actually didn't even know about the artist agencies. Um, and so I began looking like on Twitter and Twitter was in its infancy, trying to see if anyone needed a makeup artist. And I got my first test by, uh, what's that word? Gate crashing. This like, there were like mm -hmm. loads of like, at the time there was loads of like online magazines that people like made. And I cannot remember that. I cannot for the life remember the name, but me and my friend get crashed it and had like loads of cupcakes. But anyway, I met a girl there and I was like, yeah, I'm a makeup artist. I was not a makeup artist, but I had started buying so much makeup that like I had enough for a kit. And um, I went and did makeup in a warehouse squat. So it was a massive building in East London and people lived in there. And no. Yeah. And I did the makeup and the model was shaking she was on drugs she was gonna calm down so I did the, makeup. the girls really came from nothing <laughs> we came from nothing we really made it out the mud and um like true visionaries literally and i did her makeup and i think i did a guy too and it was on a roof we shot it on the roof and um i need to do a like site from the bottom now we're here with those images because i know they were my old and the thing is i didn't really get them so i had to steal them off the girl's website so that was a problem and then after that i just started testing like looking on like twitter and every few years in london it wasn't like model mayhem but we had those types of sites and like mm -hmm. there was one called fashion worky that's still around now that was popping about 2015 but um yeah so from then I, I started testing 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 and tried to get assisting roles it took me like five years to get an assisting role like so by the time i started assisting i already had like a bit of a book Mm -hmm. and um so what happened is like i'm a really good assistant i have to say so once i started assisting like it just went from there and I i'm a terrible assistant I I <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like i can support you i'm here to kiki um what do you need but i'm not one of those people that's like for me I'm, I think I move super slow, mm. like in terms of like, I like to take my time learning things Yeah, and it's just like, no one really teaches you how to assist. You have to kind of like memorize someone's bag and how yeah. they like it and what they like. And I'm just like, mm. Oh, um, I hate sure. the memorizing the bag is the worst part, especially when you work with someone like someone will fly. Like for me, basically, it was so hard to get opportunities here that I just assisted a lot of American artists. So okay. they'd fly in from New York and I would assist them. So it's like it's the first time you're meeting someone and it's like, okay, I don't know anything about your bag. And it's like they get really arsy when you don't know what's in their bag. I'm like, sis, I don't know you. Um, yo, I assisted someone once who was like, hey, can you get that Tom Ford brush I like? Where and it was, was it? Like, <laughs> my first time seeing this bitch ever in my life <laughs> I hate when they do or they're like can you get me that Victoria Beckham eyeshadow that's um listen I'm poor I don't know what that is 
Like you're asking me about <laughs> brands that, that like I've never seen. I didn't seen. even know Victoria had a line. <laughs> yeah, she does. You know what? I'm using it out. She's got a new line now, actually. Yeah, she is. She didn't have it back then, but it's like that. They'll be like, can you mm-hmm. get me the Victoria? And like, I don't expect people to know every single, it's, it's just, yeah. Oh my God. Can you get my Tom Ford brush? Um, I can't afford Tom brush. So I'm not actually, I don't actually know what that looks like. I don't have any Tom Ford brushes. I do hear that they're really good. I do have my go-to um, shade and illuminate, and I I die for that palette. Like that shit Tom is so Ford, good. But I've heard whenever I'm on sets with people, when I used to be on sets with people, it it looked really good. His stuff looks. Really it good. is real. It's worth it. Like it's be- it looks beautiful, but it's also like you get a lot. Yeah, you know, like yeah, a lot of grams per pan, and it's beautiful. I mean. Tom fucking gets it. Yeah. Like you know who, she knows. You know who else I'd say is great? I love Mark Jacobs stuff. Like basically, I was doing a fashion show. <coughs> pardon me. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're very rarely paid. So like we got to keep some stuff. So girl, I loaded up. So um <laughs> I got also some- please load up on the gratis when you see Yeah, it. oh my Don't god, I got shy. some really great f- foundations. I got a face brush that I just use on myself I got brushes so I was like yes thank you shout out to Hung Van Gogh because he had me on that show um last minute and he didn't even know me so he was very sweet to me so I will say that um shout out Hong. we love you we stand and um he was we stand. Like, honestly I love I love that style of makeup for red carpet and and like you know the his section of like his empire yeah, yeah. rules you know um, it's beautiful it's it's be i like it like i really do like it like for that kind of look he does it very very well yeah he's a master of what he does like I he is he- a master like like seriously you cannot take it from him no that's the thing you know what as much as like you know people are probably gonna think we're like haters we give credit where credit is due and i feel like a lot of people in the industry are really great at what we do. We're not talking about people's individual talents, but we're talking about the whole system. And um, for me, Hung does what he does really well. And I love the fact that there's diversity in makeup. Like you have the face painters, you have the glamour girls, you have the no makeup makeup. You know, you have like, I love to see like Sandy Linter's work. She's, she's Oh, I love Sandy. And I love, I've tried to find her book, Disco Beauty, for about 12 years, and I can't find it. Um, and I love Sandy, and I love reading the history behind it, how she started working, who was there. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, damn. And it's like, to this day, Sandy's work is great. And Sandy was using color at a time when even a lot of people didn't. And mm-hmm. When she talks about the transition from everyone using falsies, no more falsies, and how she loves falsies and she's glad they're back. Like, even things like that. Like, I love charting other, the successes and the highs and the lows of other makeup artists. Like, there are some people that do things that don't speak to me, but I, a lot my makeup doesn't speak to a lot of people either. Like, it is what it right. is. Not, it's not personal. Have you heard of Way Bandy? I think you Yes, like. I have. Oh, I have. So, Way Bandy is my Sandy. I have his book. Um, I'll, I want to share it with you. Maybe I'll send you one if I can find it. But it's very interesting to read, like, what people from, like, the 60s and 70s, 80s, 90s um, were doing. And I forget, um, that's like, sorry to interrupt, Kate, but that's how I also learned how to do makeup is I went to the library and I read, like, old books. I said, like, makeup for Phil, makeup for Phil, I know, from the 70s and 80s. Like, yeah, like, way back. Well. 
talks about like shading and like background people had like three tools so it's like you can apply what they're saying to what you do and imagine how easy it is when you have so many options exactly you really have it's like I don't know. I don't want to be like one of these people that's like, well, you have, you don't, you don't have to do anything that I'm saying. Who am I? You know, I'm not even like out here like that, but I do think that there's something to having like a process and like, you know, a time where you go through this transformation before you even put anything out. Um, I don't know. There's like something to studying also. Yes, I feel like I studied for a while before I even went into makeup. I feel like it, like, I feel like part of me was that, oh, I was thrown into the deep end. And I've learned a lot, like, as I've gone on, but I really did enjoy reading and studying and, like, soaking up before I even got there. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I did the, no, carry on, Kate, sorry. I was just going to say that, like, I spent so much time, like, torrenting movies when I was a teenager because I wanted to study like that like movement how makeup moves and can I tell you that when I watch especially old movies I look at the makeup first is that just yes of course yo all of my references honestly are from like films for me I'm like film is a massive I don't really understand people that you don't realize how much of impact film has had on fashion until you watch a lot unless you're a person that watches a lot of movies like I'll watch a runway and I'm like that looks like this this is that like you can just see it dictates our world like I learned how to speak English by watching movies like it's just like it just I don't know it captures so much of our world and puts it in a way that you can digest and like also pull inspiration from it's important to have other things like to go to a museum yeah not like this like I feel like I don't know and then it's like you don't want to I just feel like people are so tasteless you know and it's like that YouTube shit and like this like the mink 25 millimeter fucking lashes and like all of that and it's like for me it's more of like like I want to see a watercolor on someone's face like do you know what I'm talking about do you know what that means and also like the references that you're using on makeup do you know where that 60s eye comes from do you know who Diana Ross is right or just like the Fellini like eye the way that like the lashes are done in those films Mm. it's just like a lot of shit that I'm just like you know you need to be a self-starter and like look into things and be curious and open and it's just so I feel like there's so much garbage to sift through and again that's just my opinion like just my onion if that's your jig whatever but it's like there's just so much like I'm bombarded with like so much and I'm like where is the fucking quality like what are you really talking about and sometimes when I see it I'm like this is a reference of a reference of a reference like this is really like especially now I'm like I just like even I'll see an editorial spread or or photo shoot and I'm like this is a reference of a reference of a reference like you don't even know what this is referencing like it's like it's kind of like like Buster Rhymes has that song um Put your hands when you're something can see. I can't remember what it's called. But if you watch the video, it's referencing coming to America. There's people mm-hmm. that don't know who Buster Rhymes is right now or have never seen his videos, which were really groundbreaking for the time. But that is even referencing a, a movie from the early 80s. Like, right. the fact that you can't tell that is something that I feel kind of sad about. Because it's like, 
you just you just don't have the range you don't have the range and i feel like you shouldn't be in the driver's seat then like just sit sit you know okay you know i do a lot of art direction and creative direction as well but i'm not here to diss anyone but there's a lot of people working in that sector who do not have the range it's just like they don't even have like the life experiences to even talk real shit or like i don't know i don't think that anything is ever original i no. think that oh you even need to be smart originality is not a thing like it's not it's not um ingenuity i think is a thing and i feel like <sighs> you could do it if you just took a second to think for yourself and not try to pander to this person and that person or get this accolade or this award or whatever and it's like sometimes just tell the fucking story and not like add all this other shit into it like I I don't know it's very frustrating because then I'm also like I want to do makeup but I want to be the boss and I want to be the (laughs) you know what I mean like like, that's why I started doing it because like I felt like I knew more than you guys anyway and like I did need you to not tell me what to do when you, you don't even have the range so like when people are trying to describe to you <laughs> no I'm not gonna say it gonna, we're gonna get in trouble <laughs> <laughs> enough let's pull back let's pull back but anyway yeah that let's was our, back, that was the back. hard struggle in the streets um coming up I'm literally sweating talking to you about this. Like I'm, I'm, I'm so like my blood is running hot. (laughs) It's like, it's like, oh, what would I say? I would say, I'm trying to think. I feel like, yeah, the whole coming out the mud situation for me in the UK, testing with people, assisting, being treated like trash, not getting your images not getting even your expenses paid on time um, not getting the pictures is really like oh my to, god to put salt on a wound. it happens all the time and it's like it got to the Those point mother where i'm fuckers. like oh you, you know what's even C-word. worse actually i would rather not get the picture when photographer yo i could actually yo photographers are <sighs> that's why i should say to girls always take your own bts if you've done some great makeup so that you can at least put those up because you're not going to get the images otherwise. Yo, a lot of makeup of uh, makeup people that I've assisted that like really fuck with me have told me that just take your own shit. Cause yeah. like photographers, even to them will be like, let me send you this pixelated image that you oh can't even use. Or my favorite when you don't know how to shoot black girls. And so you up up the contrast and now the makeup looks like shit and it's spotty. It's just like wow. I will. I could. I could kill some of these dudes. No. Sorry. I should. I probably shouldn't. I. I'm just, allegedly. I'm. Theoretically, um, <laughs> we're not really gonna kill anyone. Theoretically, we're not really gonna kill anyone. But it's just, especially when you work on a day where it's like it's an editorial rate, so it's low mm-hmm. or no rate, and you're like, okay, like I'm doing this for sh- to for shit to add to my book, and then not only do they make you wait extremely long so the clothes might be d- dated by the time yes. you want to release that's another thing that's so fucking crazy it's like if oh my god i remember shooting this beautiful editorial that i actually love yeah 
And the clothes was so current when we used it on the shoot because the stylist had borrowed it from someone he had a, was a, it was like a whole mess. You know, like how it is. It's like yeah. a whole mess always with the clothes. It's like crazy running around, like making it work, you know, shout out to the fashion industry girls though, because, and the styling girls, I love you so much yeah. because I get it. Like I get, I get why it. you, some of you guys are bitches because yeah, it. it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, and so the clothes was like fresh off like a run runway or whatever, like the collections for that year. And the photographer sent us the photos like six months later. It didn't even fucking matter because the clothes was dated already. Dated. And everybody, everybody was that. using that fucking bodysuit or yeah. everybody was using that dress. So it was just like, okay, like more of the same. And I'm like, photographers, like, don't give a fuck. They're just uh, like, bitch, you're going to get it when you're going to get it. Oh my God, God. Do you know what the worst one was this? Okay, one time, I don't know where I saw this advert for or who it was. So... I had multiple runs in with this person on, online and they probably don't remember me at all. So um <laughs> this lady's looking for makeup ice. I'm looking to test. I'm like, oh yeah, let me shoot with you. And she'd arrange it all and then she'd like at the last minute uh let me down. So I was like, cool. Then finally then finally there was one time she's like, Oh, my boyfriend is a photographer. Can you do these two girls? So I did the two girls, never got the photographs, asked the guy, asked the guy, asked the guy, didn't get it, stole the pictures off his website put them on my Instagram. I even still tagged him, right? Didn't That didn't enact any shame. Mm-hmm. And after that, this woman had messaged me to do somebody's makeup. And I can't remember, maybe it was someone big or something. And I do get it because the hairstylist now is like super big. I, I just randomly checked who it was ages ago. So he probably didn't really want to work with me. Um, and so she was like, yeah, but then she was like, no, sorry, it's not happened. So I was like, okay. Then she emails me again and she's like, um, like I don't have any makeup. Um, I don't have any money. So could you do my makeup for like this an event and I'll tag you on it? And I was like, absolutely not. And she wanted me to go as stupid as I was at that time. I live in South London. She wanted me to go all the way to East London to do this person's makeup for free. And I'm like, I wanted to say to her, like, first of all, your man never gave me my photos. He had really horrible teeth, by the way. That's the only thing I could remember. And um, <laughs> yeah, they were really quite like, honestly quite dreadful. And she. It's all about the girl power, power. She does something to do with surfing, by the way. And I don't care. I can't remember her name, but I don't care about giving away any clues. If, if, if they find out who they are and they email me, come at me, your man's teeth are bad and you're uh, a person that doesn't want to Like, knock if you're buck. Knock if you're yeah, buck. Yeah, knock if you're buck. What is what I'm saying? Not only what I'm saying is straight facts, but also, like, how am I impacting your life? Like, it's a critique. And she was, like, a, she was a stylist. And it's like, you wanted to exploit a fellow creative like your trash i mean all of these bitches that are like girl power this girl power that are not surfing club for women bullshit at all no i don't know I mean, people that surf like this they do things to me like i swear every time i meet them they wanna they wanna do something to me i don't know what is surf with surfing and certain people like i literally as soon as i see someone surf on instagram what if you were a shark in your maybe life? literally because every time every time i find that's out that where the animosity surfs, is coming from they do something I, like it literally makes me itch now if i see on if i go on an instagram page and like, i love surfing and they email me i'm like Oof. i don't know wait about that. so is like is there a large surfing culture in england um bizarrely kind of yeah because you can surf in the on the coast and actually the people that surf in england will go all over the world just to find places to surf i worked on a shoot listen 
Can you break this down for me? Because I'm gagged. <laughs> yeah, it's a there was a there was a photographer who was very lovely, by the way, and I was an assistant, and I was assisting an evil megalomaniac who we'll discuss in another <laughs> episode. <laughs> truly, truly a disgrace to the human race. Um, a megalomaniac, an abusive Literally. individual. Literally. And somebody that needs to just be removed from society, quite frankly. And she's booked with a capital B. Oh, you know, I, I, I was actually ready to write to every single one of her clients and get this woman for an offset. I know I don't have a voice, but I was ready. I wrote to at least one. I wrote to her agent. And I, I, this person needs to, she's a menace to society, quite frankly. So you know what it is with that woman? It's one of those things where it's like, like the Me Too movement, how people have been talking about shit for a very long time and they know exactly what these people are doing, yes. but they're waiting for some shit to really They're waiting pop for the off. levees to break, literally. Mm -hmm. Honestly, yeah. if I saw her in New York City where she lives, I would punch her in the face. Um, and I would go to prison for her and I wouldn't care. Um, and uh, I think a lot of those people who like abuse people on set and do all this shit like need a good punch. No, they like, need a lot of the girls no. who behave the way that they do. And when I say girls, it's the girls TM. Not yes, like, we're talking about know? the people in general, not just, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like a lot of these people have never been like punched in the no, fucking teeth. No, honestly, you know, what does Mike Tyson say? Everyone thinks they can fight until they get punched in the face. Like literally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of these people, they haven't had people stand up to them and they've got nope. this false idea of, of power because they're powerful only on set, not in their real lives. And nope. I've always thought something that I feel like a lot of them are actually powerless in their own private lives or their lives. Absolutely. That's set. why you have to do it in a controlled environment where you have like a semblance of power. So they can actually, only do it on yeah. set. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what yep. I've noticed. I think they're actually very powerless in their day-to-day -day life. And so they, so this this individual, sorry, I was assisting this individual on the shoot. Mm -hmm. And this is how much power you get if you're a white male photographer at a certain level. The location of the shoot was in a destination and in a country because he wanted to surf. Oh my God, I'm He wanted up. to surf and then shoot the I'm campaign. hanging up. I'm he, hanging would also, he would be late to set because he was surfing at 6 a.m. I'm really going to hang up. And that's <laughs> I'm dropping out. Yes. So you can do no, there's levels to this shit. <laughs> like, so you can and it's a multi-million pound client. The client mm -hmm. was there on set too. And they all agree that we can shoot at a place, at a country, in a completely different country to where none of us live apart from some of the production members. Apart from the production team who were from that country, everybody else had been in the words of the city girls, flew out. And mm -hmm. that was only because the photographer wanted to surf. I mean, when I say embody <laughs> a white male from the ages of 21 to 32, I mean it. Yeah. Because we have seen it time and time again. Like, just wow. And my friends that are photographers and directors that are black are even shook to ask for a car to go to set because I, I don't the think thing. they're going to give it to us but they will give you a plate they will fly to a country so you can surf that's why i'm like about my rates i don't fucking play Especially we're not moving like we should not be moved i'm doing a i'm actually doing a 
I sit in for my rates. I sit on the floor. <laughs> like I'm <laughs> not moving. Saying. I'm not budging. Yeah, like if you can't pay me this, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to take that L. That's why I was like, my book was full for January and half yeah. of February. And like I knew that the moment that I spoke up about needing this rate or especially during a fucking Panasonic, like it's yeah. like it's it's just like crazy that like we're in a pandemonium and like people <laughs> are not going to stiff you they will st listen the thing is people in this industry obviously there's no loyalty there's no friendship but people will stiff you i'm telling you as a as a normal human being as a person that comes with some sort of moral compass once you step in this industry you'll be shocked you'll be shooketh at the levels of duplicity and manipulation that people will use and the fact that payment can be so wildly out of whack like i spoke to you yesterday about this kate of somebody mm -hmm. that i know that got paid 500 pounds as a hairstylist and the makeup artist got paid five thousand pounds and that's not a lie i'm telling you the truth this happened girl that's why when i was like trying to quote whenever i'm unsure on what to quote people i reached out to someone who knows more than me and luckily in my life i've made connections with people that are yes. older or have more experience well, or have you know, or something yeah and they're really like open to discussing money with me and i'm like hey what should i charge for this and always always factor in your expenses like mm -hmm. the product you're using product, your time like you have to pay me for my time and for the work I'm doing. Yes. And that's just like, ask for what you want. Like closed mouths don't get fed. Yes, that's that's it, that's it. Closed mouths do not get fed. And if they don't, you know what? The thing is, is to me, it's like a no doesn't mean never, it means not right now. And right. eventually also you realize when it's certain companies and stuff, you know how much money they have and how much money they use. Cause there's some really big companies that shoot loads and loads of content that actually don't pay a lot because they shoot so much content around the world that, and because of the name, people will do it for X amount. But- And even that is fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. Why did that start? Because someone took a job mm -hmm. and then the other person took the job and no one was like, hey, actually you do have to pay me. It's okay that you're well known and you're out here. That alone should be enough for you to pay me what I'm asking for because you have the funds. So it's like someone is getting rich and the rest of us are scraping by. Like that's not a radical way of thinking. Like I don't understand why it's so hard to pay people creating and working for you a living fucking wage. And not only a living fucking wage, on time, not <laughs> three months later. Let's not even talk about the payment. Let's talk about the fact that people in this industry will pay you six months to a year later. And that's not even, that's not rare. Speak to any makeup hairstylist, stylist, and they will tell you about having to, like publications like Days Magazine, who took over six months to pay me, I, I believe, um, and who paid the white artist I was assisting, and I believe the other white member of team, member of the team, and did not pay me, and decided they were going to start their politics and optics through the Black Lives Matters movement. And I had to email them and say, how dare you, how dare you co-opt this movement and not pay me? And I've been emailing them for months, right? And I was being pushed from pillar to post. When I called them out, because as little followers as I have, if I had 
posted any of those receipts on social media, which I would have been fine to do at this point, because as I say, nobody in this industry has put me on, right? So you can't mm-hmm. take me off. I yep. had no guardian angel at days to, at this magazine or that magazine or who's high up in the industry that has plucked me and put no. me here. So you can't nope. take me off. I've never been on. So that's the thing. That's the thing about like getting. I had I had no benefactor. I don't have a benefactor. And not so. only that, like you're it's there's something to like someone hold, lording something over you. Yeah. Like no one can lord anything over me. Yeah. Like it's it's funny when it, it, people try to do that shit where it's like bend for me because I gave you this. Like, yes, take no. bend the knee, Kate, because I gave you this yeah absolutely not fuck that but that's the culture in the fashion industry and i think just in like in in a lot of worlds where there are a lot of creative people it's like they know that the most creative people at times don't have the means and they use that to manipulate them definitely definitely and i find it like and i will say this because i think in our second episode we'll talk more about assisting completely but Mm -hmm. um even when you start assisting people and you're like, okay, like I've always been fairly paid on time when it hasn't come on time. It's been from the client, but even things that like, if you are getting paid buku bucks, right. Mm-hmm. And you're being paid 12 K for this shoot. Right. Okay. And your assistant is getting basic assisting rates. That can be anything in the UK from 150 uh to the most you can get is about 300 but it's about 150 to 200 but 150 is usually the base level so pretend you're getting paid 12k okay and i'm getting paid 150 if you're getting that type of work regularly why can't you just pay me out of your own money right and instead of me having to jump all over the place trying to get this little piece of the pie like it feels absolutely wild to have to hunt someone down for 250 dollars and the thing is as my key the key artist that is the head artist that you're assisting why don't you advocate for me because i don't understand and it's like and also another thing that i hate is that agencies will try to get you to say yes and you don't know anything where it is how many hours it's going to be who the client is you just have to come back with yes they'll ask you are you free on the fifth seventh and the twelfth and that's it and I, I always am like, hello, thank you so much for reaching out. What's the rate? Yeah. And some people don't like to hear that. And I'm just like, I don't like someone hit me up for something with Mugler. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is the money looking like? And they were like, oh, we're going to get back to you. And I'm like, amazing. They did get back to me. But by the time they did, I was already booked for something else. Like, I don't care who it is. Uh, I don't what care it if it's is. the Queen of England. I don't care if it's the Queen of Sheba. And it's um, so crazy because I'm talking to you about this and I'm literally scrolling through Tumblr and I see the shoot that I'm talking about and it's literally body body painting. Oh my God. So like they body painted the model and it's such intricate work and they were really trying to not, like, I'm just like, wow. That's the thing. They want you, you know what? They really want to pay you nothing for really really hard work you're there all day you don't have a car to go home the key artist does so like why am i here i've been treated like trash on set no one's acknowledged me as a human being i've worked my butt off well, why is that accepted at midnight why, right why is that accepted 
And it's like, I'm not going to work. I don't care who you are. I'm not going to work for peanuts, cashews, and pickle juice. Like, I just really don't, like, even the stress of that on, like, an artist that's starting out, like, just, I just can't believe that that's, like, an industry standard. Yeah. And that's really what this podcast is about, just exploring and trying to unpack and maybe even dismantle. Let's see. Um, what the fuck is going on and why no one talks about money, why no one talks about, you know, a timely way to get paid, how to get in, like, how to co- even communicate your rates. There's how no... How to navigate the system. There's no guideline. Yeah, there's no guideline whatsoever. It's wild west um, out here. We have no unions, really. I mean, like, I know that there's a union here, but I think it's for TV. Yeah, film and TV only, really. Fashion right. is completely, fashion is the wild, wild west, really. Literally the wild, wild west. Guns blazing. Guns blazing, saloons, <laughs> shootouts. And I'm just like, I'm not, you know, I've made it this far. I'm not going to give up, but mm-hmm. I am going to talk my shit. You know? Yeah. And, and you are going to hear it. And I feel like, like I've kept my mouth shut for so long. And what the hell did it do for me? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like I followed everything that all of my white colleagues told me to do. Don't rock the boat. You know, don't burn any don't, bridges. Yeah, don't burn any bridges. You know, bend over backwards. This and this and Kiss that. Kiss the ring. Kiss the ring on bended knee. And I still didn't get where I thought. <laughs> I, you know what? You know, like I still didn't get my money. I still didn't get anywhere. And I'm just like, okay, fuck that. We're doing it the other way now. Yeah, yeah literally literally we're doing our own stuff and we're talking like because I feel like you know as we're winding down this podcast for today I do feel that what we need to see is more um visibility and more more uh the truth behind the industry and Mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is that the for me any other podcast on the beauty industry, the fashion industry are by people that have been working for a long time and have made a lot of money. And they're what I would describe as Mount Olympus makeup artists. So they don't really what's going, know what's going on down here with the little people. Mm-hmm. And they're interviewing their friends. And like, I think it's always great to listen to like people that have made it and stuff. And you do gain a lot, but a lot of it is that they're so far removed. And a lot of them definitely have sponsorship and they have agents. So they can't really tell the truth. Mm-hmm. but we can yes because we're free agents we're free and agents and also we're, we're actually the cowboys of the makeup industry we are <laughs> <laughs> so we really that, are yeah we're yeah. the guns for hire um, literally um i'm out here locked and loaded and ready to go <laughs> <laughs> um which should we stop here yeah, we should actually. Um, we're going to say... my phone is actually on 6% anyway. Oh my God. And like, I think we're just over an hour. So we're going to yeah. say goodbye to everyone. Kate, would you like to plug your Instagram actually? Oh, yes. What's okay. your Insta? Um, my Insta is Kate, C-A-T-E-U-R-E-N-A. Uh, my last name is actually Ureña. A lot of people look at the name and think Katerina, but my name is actually Katerine. Ureña. So you can find me at Kate Urena on Instagram. I don't have any other social media. Mm-hmm. There's no, um, yeah, don't believe anything else you read. They're, they're all fake. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's 
identity don't theft. Google me, just like don't Google me. Just put it in the fucking search bar and put it in the search bar of Instagram. And you can find me at <laughs> Lay at Lay Creates, but L A I L A I C R E A T E S. Lay short for Layla with an I, not a Y, like the Eric Clapton song. Um, we're gonna say goodbye, but we'll see you guys soon for the next episode. Um, and have a great day or great night wherever you're listening. Bye. Bye, y'all. Oh!